This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Pride Soccer. I'm doing this in my car, so I apologize if the sound quality isn't great. Uh, but I'm trying to make the most efficient use of my time, and I have a bit of a drive ahead of me. I wanted to talk today about Gerardo Martino, Atlanta United's manager. We just interviewed him. It was his first interview since the announcement on Tuesday that he was not going to or is not going to extend the option on his contract. So he will leave at the end of Atlanta United's or the MLS season. They could be simultaneous should Atlanta United play for the MLS Cup on December 8th. He said that the reason that he is leaving is absolutely personal. He acknowledges that he has rarely stayed anywhere longer than three years or two seasons. Uh, the longest was when he managed Paraguay. At London United President Darren Eels said earlier this week that they always knew this was a possibility because of Martino's history. He, of course, is reportedly going to be the next manager of Mexico. He did not want to say what was next for him on Friday other than leading his team against Toronto on Sunday in a pivotal game. Should Atlanta United win, it will take its first supporter shield, its first trophy for on-field achievement uh, since it began playing in Major League Soccer in 2017. So this is very, very important to Martino. He, like every competitor, wants to win and wants to get that hardware. He said the reason he's leaving, as I said, is absolutely personal, that the club has given him everything everything possible that he can win. It may be the first time in his history, other than, I guess, maybe Barcelona, that he's ever not needed anything. Um, And so he was grateful to the club for that. He said he has given the board a list of people that he thinks should succeed him or could succeed him. He didn't want to comment on those names on Friday. He said he's confident that Darren Eels, Carlos Bocanegra, et cetera, uh, who have done so much to build the club, uh, will make the right choice for whomever is the next manager. Two of the more interesting things that Martino talked about was at the end of the interview, and this was the longest interview that he has ever given, uh, even going back to his introduction, I believe, at the World of Coke in September 2016. This interview was more than 23 minutes today, and I think he acknowledged that it was going to be longer because of all the news this week. I asked him... Uh, Echoing or, or following up on a report by uh, uh, Gomez, John Gomez uh, with ESPN, that Martino was disappointed that he wasn't considered for the U.S. men's national team job. He really would not say if he was interested or not interested because he said basically that the U.S. never reached out to him. 
about the job, uh, which I just find just negligent by Ernie Stewart and U.S. Men's Soccer and the Federation that they would never even reach out to discuss the job with Martino to get his thoughts on who he thinks the next manager should be. It's short-sighted. It's dumb. Uh, Martino's history leading both the Paraguay national team and later the Argentine national team to success, his resume of being able to develop young players, his tactics, which produce, as any Atlanta United and MLS fan can tell you, a mostly exciting style of soccer. As I wrote about earlier this week, it's like Big 12 football on offense and SEC football on defense. He brings a cachet. He brings a respect that Michael Parkhurst said not all managers have. To the players, it's just just a dumb, dumb decision that is going to look even dumber if the reported hire Greg Berhalter's team fails to qualify for the playoffs, which could happen on Sunday, and if the reports are true that Martino is going to go to Mexico, which has a much deeper talent base, much better technically gifted players than the U.S. has at this point, it would be Mexico is going to win with Martino. U.S. has a greater probability of winning under Martino than I think it does with Bearhalter. It could be a frustrating job for Martino because the system does rely on technical players, and the U.S. doesn't have as many of those as Mexico does. But it's just it's a horrible, horrible thing. Um, I'm going to include the audio, the entire audio from Martino's press conference. The beginning of the interview talks about, or is Martino talking about his decision to leave Atlanta United. The end of the interview are questions about his alleged lack or his alleged interest in the U.S. men's national team. The last two-thirds before he talks about the U.S. men's national team are about the Copa Libertadores and a report that MLS teams could be included in that tournament as soon as 2020. I think you'll find all that interesting. The next interview is with Julian Gressel, and the next interview is with Chris McCann. So here we go. Here's Gerardo Martino. Are uh, Almiron and Villalba available for Sunday? Villalba, yes. Uh, Miguel, no. Okay. And Romario and Brandon? Romario, yes. Brandon, no. All right. <laughs> one and one. Okay. I don't think anything else has gone on this week. Ask no hay nada más. Okay. So when between Sunday and Tuesday morning's announcement did you make up your mind, please? Eh, cuando tomaste la decisión entre el partido y cuando lo publicamos. Bueno, está claro que es algo que ocupaba mi cabeza en este último tiempo, eh, a lo que le dediqué mucha atención y y este y que me costó mucho definir y eh, cuando entendí que lo que tenía que hacer era este, comunicar que dejaba Atlanta lo hice el día lunes yeah obviously it's something that was occupying my mind a lot lately it's something that I gave a lot of thought um, but I, I let the club know on Monday and what were the factors that led to the decision absolutamente personal absolutely personal no hay nada que tenga que ver con eh, nosotros trabajamos en un club maravilloso que nos ofrece todo lo que un entrenador necesita 
eh, tenemos un equipo muy competitivo, eh, la ciudad es fantástica, los fans son entrañables y desde el punto de vista profesional no hay absolutamente nada que yo este, eh, pueda encontrar o necesitar en otro lugar que lo que he encontrado aquí. Yeah, we work for a wonderful club who provides absolutely everything you need uh, as a coaching staff. Uh, we've got great players, a uh, great fan base, and the, the organization gives you, um, you know, everything that you need to be successful. So there's there's nothing else that they could provide. Um, you know, they have everything, and there's not a place, uh, any other job where, um, you know, that I thought I needed something else. Then why leave? Por eso, por cuestiones personales que ya forman parte de decisiones de vida, ¿no? Más que profesionales. Yo creo que siempre acompañan a cualquier profesional. Uno toma las decisiones analizando el trabajo y analizando lo que quiere para su vida, lo que necesita para su vida. Y ahí en esa parte personal es donde yo encontraba que lo prudente era no continuar. Yeah, that's why I said personal reasons, uh, because as a, you know, in your career you analyze things both on a personal and a professional level, uh, and in this case I, I was thinking about the personal side. Daniel said that, you know, it wasn't a surprise that you decided to leave because that's kind of your history. I was curious why that is, why two years, three years is usually it for it's you. It's okay. <laughs> two, three, two, more, too much. Uh, Yes, sí, es verdad que es, es, mis antecedentes son así, salvo cuando he trabajado en, en, en selecciones nacionales. Bueno, también en Argentina solo estuve dos años, pero en Paraguay estuve cinco. Así que, este, pero mis antecedentes en clubes, este sí son, probablemente este haya sido uno de los más largos. Yeah, that's true. At my past coaching stops, um, at least with club teams, then. You know, I've only stayed a couple years with national teams, at least with Paraguay. I stayed for longer, but Argentina was only two years. But we could probably say that in terms of club teams, this was one of my longer tenures. Uh, so how does that add any more stress or importance to you to win on Sunday and get that piece of silverware, at least one piece of silverware before your career here is done? Si ahora es más, bueno, si es más importante ganar este partido para ganar una copa al Supporter Shield mientras estéis aquí al mando. Siempre, todo lo que queda por delante y el domingo es lo primero, la primera posibilidad de ganar un título y entonces lo vamos a intentar. Tuvimos la mala suerte de que en una en una temporada fantástica nuestra encontramos un equipo que este, ha hecho también una temporada fantástica como Red Bull en otras circunstancias creo que el año pasado a esta altura Toronto hacía ya cuatro fechas que había ganado eh, la Soporter Seal y, 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 y terminó con 69 puntos que son los que nosotros tenemos ahora y lamentablemente a nosotros nos tocó Yeah, everything from here on out is important, uh, and it starts this Sunday. It's our first opportunity to to win something here, and unfortunately, we're having uh, an amazing season. But the Red Bulls are are having a similarly amazing season. Last year, I think at this point, with 69 points, 
well, Toronto had won the league with four games or so remaining. So this year we're we're competing with a, another team who's who's having an amazing season. Pero para nosotros es lo, lo, lo más importante que tenemos este, en el corto plazo. Después pensaremos en, en cómo jugamos los playoffs. This is the most important final that we have in the short term, and then after that we have the playoffs, and, and we'll see what happens there. Y dos preguntas. Eh, los hinchas lo quieren muchísimo. Mm -hmm. eh, estuve con un grupo el martes y hubo decepción, pero pues ellos entienden que así es la vida. Absolutamente de agradecimiento. Siempre me ha hecho sentir muy bien y muy querido. Yo también reconozco en ellos este, eh, su gran compromiso para con el club, para con el equipo. Este, siempre hemos mencionado la, lo importante que han sido, como probablemente ningún otro equipo en la liga, a la hora de de alentar en cada uno de los partidos, en convocatorias masivas, en batir récord permanente de, de espectadores, así que solamente agradecerle por dos años maravillosos. Yeah, absolutely very grateful to all the fans um, for for all the affection that that they've shown to me and, and to the club. I think their commit they have an amazing commitment to the team, uh, to the club, to the players. Uh, and they show that they're continually breaking attendance records, and, and we always feel their presence. Uh, it's probably the best fan base in the league with with all the things that they've done over two years. So, just want to thank them for for a great two years of support. Who would you like to see follow you here? Quién te gustaría aquí después? No, 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 no me. Me preguntaron eh, la semana pasada por algunos entrenadores y yo di mi opinión, pero no, yo no soy el indicado como para para sugerir este reemplazante. Yo creo que el club Darren, Carlos, tienen la suficiente inteligencia, capacidad como para montar un semejante club, como no van a tener este, la capacidad para elegir el entrenador adecuado, ¿no? No, I don't. I don't have much to say about that. Um, the directors have asked my opinion on a few coaches, and I gave it to them. But other than that, you know, it's not my decision. I think that Darren, Carlos, and, and all the directors—they've done such a good job founding this club that that they'll they're in a good position to pick the right person. And another one that'll get a no answer. Uh, do you know what you're going to do next, and can you share it? Y otra pregunta que que no vas a responder, pero sí puedes decir que que, que vas a hacer después. Bueno, ahora por lo pronto dirigiré todo contra Toronto. Play against Toronto. What was your uh, feelings, emotions when you uh, spoke to the team the first time after your decision? And second part, has, has there been any interactions with, with players since your decision that, uh, that stuck with you? Cuando lo comunicaste al equipo, uh -huh. tus, tus emociones, sentimientos y... Eh, cuando uno pasa dos años juntos, como lo que hemos pasado, y este, con este, la forma en la que hemos vivido estos dos años, el esfuerzo que han puesto los futbolistas, evidentemente no, no 
no es muy grato despedirnos, ni para mí despedirnos, eh, despedirme, ni para ellos este, a lo mejor eh, encontrar la, la respuesta que yo di, pero en definitiva también se sabe que en el fútbol esto es cuestión de permanente, no, no hay, no hay este, situaciones de, que te liguen a un grupo o a una institución de por vida, son muy pocas las ocasiones en que un entrenador este, o mismo que un futbolista permanece durante toda su carrera en el mismo lugar. Yeah, I think, um, you know, after these two years, it, it's not easy for for a coach or for players these kind of decisions, um, but in football. Nothing is permanent. You know that you're not tied to a club for for your whole life, so it's just you know kind of the, um, the way things go in this profession. But um, it makes it it makes it hard. With, with, with having spent two years here, there's uh, reports that MLS could be involved with Copa Libertadores. I'm just wondering, from your perspective, having experienced the league now for a couple of years, what you think of that? If it's a good idea, and maybe where the league needs to grow um, to kind of you know, continue to be involved. ¿Entendiste? Que hay, hay un, uno reporte que, que la MLS puede participar en Libertadores. Uh -huh. ¿Tu opinión de eso? Y también, después de dos años aquí, ¿cómo, cómo ves a la liga y, y qué le falta para seguir creciendo? A ver, está claro que la MLS es este, una liga que eh, en cada año que pasa muestra crecimiento, muestra mejoría y además ellos tienen este, muchas inquietudes. Eh, eh, para saber, preguntar qué opinan los protagonistas y cómo podría mejorarse este, aún más la liga. Entonces, este, desde ese lugar no me extraña que cada vez más la, siga, la liga siga creciendo, eh, no me extraña esta inquietud de participar en la Copa Libertadores porque creo que también es un nivel de competencia que va a ayudar al crecimiento de, de la liga. Eh, le va, va a dar mucho más conocimiento sobre todo este, en lo que es Sudamérica y yo encuentro que hay mucha apertura para, para escuchar este, y para mejorar así que auguro una, una, años de crecimiento indudablemente para la MLS Yeah, the league has shown every year that, that it's growing I think that uh, the league is always looking for ways to improve and asking the important people involved uh, on ways that it could improve. So I think that it, it doesn't surprise me that that's something that they're discussing with Libertadores. Um, it doesn't surprise me that they're looking at other other things to do to continue to improve the league. Um, and if that would happen, I think that it would lead to you know a greater understanding of, of the game in South America. And um, surely this league is, is going to continue to grow in the future. In the últimos dos años hubo también um, muchas incidencias de diferentes lugares para que la liga mejore en una época era solamente eh, que vengan grandes futbolistas en el final de su carrera de Europa para hacer conocer a la liga hoy se sigue manteniendo un poco de esto hoy se apunta a, a jugadores jóvenes de Sudamérica con mucho espacio para crecimiento y con ambiciones de llegar al fútbol europeo pero que cuando están acá jerarquizan la liga y hoy también hay equipos que le dan mucha cabida a sus divisiones inferiores, a su academia eh, como es el caso de Red Bull que tiene muchos chicos de, 
de la academia y que está haciendo una campaña extraordinaria, con lo cual este, ese tipo de apertura, no encasillarse solamente en una sola forma, sino que hay muchas formas de este, jugar una, un mejor fútbol dentro de la liga y además no perder la capacidad de hacerla conocer y de trascender en el mundo, creo que ha sido muy importante. Yeah, in the last two years, the league has continued to grow, but but also in new ways. So mm -hmm. there's still important players coming over at the end of their careers. Um, but in addition to that, there's also young, talented players coming to the league, especially from South America, that's raising the level and the profile of the league. Um, also, you, you've seen a growth in academy and development systems across the league. You have a team like the Red Bulls with an excellent academy, and they've been able to develop players and and now they're having an, an excellent season uh, in MLS. So I think that the league will continue to grow and, and there's multiple ways to do that. About uh, Copa Libertadores semifinals. Sinceramente no vi ninguno de los dos partidos. Vi los goles, después vi los goles y no puedo decir mucho más que eso porque el trámite de los partidos no no los no los he visto así que no no es mucho lo Entonces, que puedo decir el hecho que hayan cuatro grandes de nuevo o sea uh -huh. anteriormente hemos visto equipos de Ecuador que quizás han llegado uh -huh. a la final uh -huh. eh, inesperadamente uh -huh. este año tenemos cuatro equipos gigantes uh -huh. Gremio Palmeiras uh -huh. River y Boca Esa, la, la opinión de en este bueno aspecto. A ver, en Brasil es cierto que eh, Siempre ha habido siete ocho equipos este, muy grandes, ¿no? Porque aparte de estos dos, este, Flamengo ha sido grande toda la vida, Fluminense lo mismo, Corinthians, San Pablo. Este, en Argentina, este, que es un poco más lo que yo conozco, eh, la economía hace que hoy equipos como River y Boca eh, predominen ampliamente sobre el resto. Eh, es cierto que después encontrás este, un escalón por debajo instituciones importantes como Racing e Independiente pero las, las diferencias con el resto son, son abismales y es muy probable que en los siguientes años haya una supremacía este, importante en cada uno de los torneos que se juegue este, de, de River y Boca porque realmente a los otros equipos Yeah, he said, um, you know, there's always been some, some dominant teams from Brazil, and he mentioned four of them. Uh, but in Argentina, which is the league that, that I obviously know better, um, River and Boca are, for economic reasons, they're above the rest of the league. And then below them, you have teams like Racing and Independiente um, and that next, next level. But I think, you know, because of financial reasons and in the next few years, those teams will continue to have a, a supremacy. The last thing I would like to ask is, there is a lot of ability to speak English, and I think that you speak well. But Julian, he said that you speak very well. No, no, no. I don't speak well. I don't speak well. That's what he said, that when you want to speak well, you want to communicate, you do it. Sí, me da un poco menos de vergüenza dentro de la cancha que acá delante de ustedes. Muy bien. Y que su español, en términos de Julian, no es muy bueno, pero le entiende bastante. El Julian habla desde una cabeza superior, como es la de él. Muy bien. Muy bien. Um, on the field, I, 
I can do okay. Uh, I'm a little more embarrassed in front of you guys to speak English than I am on the field. But and then he asked about Julian Spanish, and uh, Julian is is speaking from a, a smarter mind than, than I am. Um, the, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You, you talked about being in Atlanta, everything kind of being special because you're building the history of the club. Does this opportunity on Sunday um, is it more special considering potentially considering it would be you know the first the first trophy and kind of is that something that the teams will be thinking about? Uh, this this game this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, sí, sí, es, es muy especial la oportunidad de ganar el primer trofeo. Sí, cada vez que se presenta una oportunidad de ganar un trofeo es especial. Obviamente el primero reviste una importancia especial, pero así sucederá con Atlanta el, de ahora en adelante, porque este, yo no tengo motivo para sospechar que Atlanta no siga haciendo esto que ha pasado en sus primeros dos años de vida y es protagonizar cada el, cada año el, el, el torne los torneos que le toque jugar. Yeah, every time you have an opportunity to win a, a trophy, it's special. I think, you know, in this case, it would be the first trophy in the, the history of the club, and, and that would be special as well. Um, but I don't have any reason to believe that Atlanta won't continue to be one of the protagonists in the league and, um, and continue to have success in the future. Hay una cuestión también que es aprender a jugar los torneos. Es decir, más allá de la experiencia que traen los futbolistas de, de sus clubes, de donde estuvieron anteriormente, Atlanta tiene solamente dos años de vida y como institución, como equipo, tiene que aprender a jugar eh, la temporada regular, tiene que aprender a jugar los playoffs, tiene que eh, aprender a jugar la Conca Champions el año que viene. No es este, solo voy, compito y gano. Eh, yo siempre recuerdo cuando me tocó llegar a, a Libertad en Paraguay, eh, había competido una sola vez en los últimos años por Copa Libertadores y yo mencionaba. En, la, en, la, en el primer año que a mí me tocó jugamos Copa Libertadores quedamos eliminados en la primera este, rueda y yo decía necesita el equipo eh, saber cómo se compite en Copa Libertadores bueno, Libertad compitió en el 2001 en el 2002, en el 2003, en el 2004 en el 2005, en el 2006 y cuando yo llegué en el 2006 ya llevaba cinco años compitiendo Copa Libertadores y además de armar un muy buen equipo en el 2006 llegamos a las semifinales de la Copa Libertadores el club había este, interpretado cómo se compite en Copa Libertadores y eso es lo que necesita aprender Atlanta ¿no? Yeah, teams also have to, to learn and, and understand the leagues that they're competing in so this is, you know, Atlanta in only their second year as a club we're learning how to compete in the regular season and playoffs Next year, the club will have to learn how to compete in CONCACAF Champions. So there, there are things that clubs need to go through. Uh, I remember when I got to Libertad. In Paraguay, sí. en el 2001. In 2001. 2002, el 2002. Llegas en, en 2002. When I got to Libertad in Paraguay in, in, dos, in 2002, um, we perdieron en la primera En el 2003 primera. jugamos Copa Libertadores y perdimos en primera, quedamos eliminados en la, en la primera fase. In, the, in 2003, we played in... Libertadores, and we lost in the first round. Um, and I said that the club needs needs time to learn how to compete in this tournament. And then we were in in Libertadores in 2003, de 2004. Hasta el 2006 compitió cada año Copa Libertadores, y cuando fuimos en el 2006 llegamos a a las semifinales. Pero ya tenía cinco años de competir en forma continua. Mm -hmm. And from that point, when I from 
2003 to 2007. Six. Six. Two thousand six. We were in Copa Libertadores every year, and in that year we made it to all the way to the semifinals, and and that's because we had been playing in it continuously for a few seasons. Last. Yeah, last two. Sí, sí ganó. Perdón, no, no. No le entendí bien. Si ganas este domingo y en el futuro hay posibilidad de regresar, regresarías a Atlanta. Pero no tiene nada que ver el partido este domingo. Regresaría porque sí, porque me encuentro muy bien y porque me gusta y porque es un lugar que sin lugar que sin duda yo este, pensaría como como algo para el futuro. Este, pero independientemente de lo que pase este domingo o lo que pase al final del torneo. Yeah, this game has nothing to do with if I would consider returning to the club in the future. Um, you know, I, I would consider it because it's been a great two years and because the club um, has treated me very well. Last one. <coughs> there was a report that at one time you were interested in coaching the U.S. men's national team and became disappointed that you weren't interviewed, which kind of may have started this whole chain of events. I was curious if you were interested in the U.S. men's national team at one point, um, and if you were disappointed that you didn't get at least an interview. Había unos reportes que decían que no no estabas como un candidato por la, la, el puesto del seleccionador de Estados Unidos y la pregunta es si en algún momento if he was interested in mm -hmm. and and si en algún momento estabas interesado en, ese, en ese, esa posición y luego decepcionado no, no si, si yo no puedo sentirme decepcionado de, de, de un lugar donde nadie este, me ha considerado si te, no, tampoco encuentro los motivos por los cuales este, me tendría que decepcionar. Además, he escuchado, creo que alguien de la liga que ha dicho que este, no hablar el idioma también era este, algún tipo de impedimento y, y me parece perfecto. La liga este, puede este, elegir dentro de lo que ellos creen lo mejor para la selección, no la liga, sino la federación puede elegir... este tiene que elegir de acuerdo a lo que ellos más conveniente creen para para su seleccionado nacional. No, I can't feel disappointed for a position that um, you know that they didn't feel that I was a good candidate. I've heard some people say within the league or, or the federation that the reason was because of of not knowing English, and I, you know, to me that that seems okay. That seems like a good reason. I think they're they're in the position to to choose the qualities and factors that they want in a coach. So he was interested. Sí, pero es como preguntarle a usted si le interesaría trabajar en, no sé, en la CNN. Y usted me dice, pero ¿y cómo voy a pensar trabajar en la CNN si nadie me habló? Es like que va a perder el tiempo pensando en, en un lugar donde nunca nadie siquiera le hizo un comentario. It's like asking you, um, would you be interested in working for CNN, but without CNN have ever having talked to you? So how are you going to have a, a comment on that? Sure. <laughs> oh, sure, it would be interesting. Lo que quiero decir, ¿por qué va a perder tiempo en pensar en trabajar en la CNN si nadie le habló? Why am I going to waste time thinking about that if, if no one from CNN had talked to me? 
because it would be interesting and you like challenges. Como por interesante, <laughs> por interesante me gustaría un montón de cosas. Es, eh, hay un montón de lugares que me resultan interesantes para dirigir. Ahora, de hecho, de, de, de que yo tenga que perder tiempo analizándolo, sabiendo que no me va a tocar, no tiene mucho, no, no, no hay mucho para perder tiempo. Hay tanta, tengo cosas más importantes que pensar. Eso es lo que digo. Pues yo puedo decirle qué bueno que sería dirigir acá, pero si nunca nadie me invitó, ¿para qué yo eh, demandar demasiado tiempo en pensarlo? There are a lot of things that I find interesting, but uh, I have more important things to think about than, than to waste my time thinking about um, different things that, that, you know, that there's no possibility that no one has reached out to me about. Um, so I'm not going to waste my time thinking about those things. You're going to miss this, aren't you? <laughs> now is Julian Gressel. What do you, uh, the biggest area of your development that you credit to Martino? Uh, I haven't really thought about too much in detail. I mean, I've obviously he's put a lot of trust in me and as a player and, and kind of has, has kick-started my career in that sense. Um, I'm really grateful, you know, to have him as a, as a as a first manager in the pros, you know, where, um, like I said, I learned so much from him, and, and I'll I'll kind of look back at it um, and worry about the details a little more later. But I want to focus on on the next uh, six games, hopefully that we have together with him, you know. Has there been any change in mentality this week, you know, considering the announcement, or just business as usual? Just business as usual. I think we came in here uh, when he he gave the news to us. Before you guys found out, so uh, yeah, I mean it was just uh, just back to business, uh, the usual, you know. After that, I think uh, yeah, we we all have a big big goal uh, for this weekend, and then obviously once the playoffs start, um, so we we have uh, something to play for. It's not like this is it, you know, for us. So no, it was business as usual, and we we trained uh, trained good this week. And, you know, we'll, we'll be ready for something. Julian, how? I was just thinking of this weekend. There, there's more on the line in this game than maybe there's ever been for a game in one particular game for you guys. Um, how are you guys taking that? Is it more seeing it as an opportunity? I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a final. You know, who doesn't want to be in a final uh, to win a trophy? Uh, I think that's what everybody plays for. That's, that's what we wanted at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, I mean obviously we wish to have clinched that supporters a little earlier, but this is the way it is, and kind of prepares you for the playoffs a little bit in a sense as well. You know, so we'll uh, we'll go out there and play it as a final. You know, we'll play 90 minutes for a trophy. That's really ultimately all that comes down to. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it, and uh, I'm sure everybody else is too. Julian, how did the team react when Tata gave the news? Uh, I mean, he's beloved here. You guys really respect him, and he obviously he's made everyone here better. How did the team react? Um, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, you obviously leading up to it, you obviously read a lot and you hear a lot of, of rumors and things that could happen, you know, so it's, it's, I think I was, I was prepared for, for kind of both, but he said, yeah, I mean, I'm going to stay or, or, you know, I'm not going to be uh, the coach anymore, so it was just, uh, this is a big week, you know, in general, so it was just more of, of like, all right, you know, now it's, now it's out, now we know what's going to happen, and now we can, can all focus uh, really on just soccer, um, and that's, that's what we wanted to do, and that's, that's certainly what I did, uh, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just a piece of news, um, but that doesn't change anything in our situation for the next few weeks. So I think something that I think all of us here sometimes wonder is how good it is Tata's English and how good it is <laughs> Spanish. Um, if you could, his English is better than my Spanish. 
Um, but I, I understand quite a bit of Spanish. I don't speak much, but I understand quite a bit by now. Um, his uh, his English is good. You know, when he when he wants to get a point across in English, he can. Um, obviously, he's he's not not fluent in the sense where he can speak to the team in like longer sessions um, in English. But um, like I said, if he wants to get a point across, he he can get it across in English. Uh, just fine. Uh, there was an, uh, a report yesterday that MLS may be included in the Copa Libertadores in 2020. I was curious what you thought, if that would help the league or hurt the league, or is it just another tournament to kind of... Would that be instead of the Champions League? Didn't say instead, just... Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't read it. I didn't see it. Um, I mean, that's that's far down the road. 2020, that's in two years, right? So... There's going to be a lot of changes, you know. There's always, always development, always development in MLS, especially you know where they, they come up with, uh, with new ideas uh, every other month. I feel like, um, so it's just uh, something that we'll have to, <laughs> we'll, we'll worry about it when it gets here, I guess, you know, and then kind of see, see where it goes. The, uh, you know, the last, I guess, high pressure, game y'all faced was Red Bulls, and that didn't go very well. What do you take from that that you can apply to Toronto? I mean, it, the last week was pretty high pressure as well against Chicago. If you, because if you lose the game, you're, you're all of a sudden not winning the supporters' shield anymore. High but pressure road game. Uh, How about that? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the question? Sorry. What did you take from that? Learn from that that you can apply to Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just getting accustomed to the situation. I think you know, and kind of keeping your emotions and feelings in check, especially now where there's. The games are at the same time, so so you know we'll, we'll be in the game wondering what's going on in, in New York. Um, so, but um, we'll kind of just have to focus on our game, you know. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Where you can't really worry about anything else because you have it in your own hands, you know. And that's the situation we're in. We, we play 90 minutes for a trophy, like I said, you know, 90 minutes, uh, three points to win our first hardware, my first hardware, you know. And that's. That's really all I want. I, I want to win anyway, you know, no matter if it's for a trophy or not. So it doesn't really change too much in that sense. But, um, I mean, I th I'm, I'm sure we've, we've learned from those games where it's just, yeah, a little, that little bit extra is at stake, you know, where we kind of have to handle yourself a little bit uh, differently here and there. Um, you kind of have to keep your emotions in check and mm -hmm. all those kind of things. So I hope that, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we've learned uh, stuff from those kind of games. And, and then... Uh, yeah, be be ready um, when the whistle blows. Let's take two more. Can I go? Um, it's award season. Joseph Martinez is obviously going to be up for MVP. Um, what would be your your stump speech to give to uh, voters? Because I think voting ends in, at the end of October. Uh, Thirty goals and, and you know a whole whole lot of uh, um, yeah, just contribution offensively for us. You know where he's just been so good. Uh, I think uh, all year, even though he hasn't really scored lately. Um, but um, I don't think you know that should should impact any voting. In that sense, I think he's the clear MVP uh, in my book. And when you see Almiron out there working out in the cold and the wet, I just don't see in that. the rain, what does that mean to you that he's pushing to get back? Yeah, Miguel's really good. You know, he's really disciplined. He's just been like that even when he's playing. You know, so it's it's, it's no surprise to me that he's. He's like this. Um, so um, ever since he got the injury, he's the first guy in and kind of last guy out, you know, trying to trying to recover as fast as he can. Um, so it's it's really no surprise. But good good thing to see him back on the field and see him touching the ball. So uh, we'll see how much longer it will take until he until he trains with us. But obviously he'll be he'll be welcomed back with uh, very open hands. Yeah.
And now it's Chris McCann. Okay. Questions for Chris? What does uh, Toronto do well that y'all need to focus on? Um, you know, they're a good team. We played them at home. They caused us a couple of problems out wide. Um, obviously, they had Giovinco and Altidore playing. Um, luckily enough, one of them won't be playing at the weekend. Um, hopefully, both. Uh, they're a strong side. They're, they've got good individual players all over the field, you know. Um, Giovinco alone can turn the game on its head by himself. Um, got good players coming forward, Arrow, Van de Veel. Um, they're a strong side. You know, their position this year and the form this year probably doesn't suggest what a good side they are. But um, if you look back through the last couple of years, they're a real strong team. They just have a, have had an indifferent year. Um, it's going to be different for us going up there. You know, we, we know what to expect from the last game. You know, it's always been a, a ding-dong encounter between the two of us. Um, you know, we're going up there with something to play for and hopefully we can make it count. Chris, you mentioned, um, I remember I asked you during All-Star Week uh, that you know, playing for Tata is kind of like playing total football and that players enjoy it. And uh, you didn't notice you know, the, the guys from other teams coming into Atlanta and they just kind of fit in right away. Um, Tata's leaving, but will, will that philosophy remain here in Atlanta in your opinion? I'd assume it would, yeah. I don't think that... Um, you know, you can come in and put your football and philosophy down and the front office going up for a new manager and have to scrap that whole thing that we've built up so far. Um, I think that's, from top to bottom of the whole club, I think that's the football that everybody wants to play at the club. You know, I think that was the whole idea of when brought Tata in. That was the, you know, the way that football should be played and the way that everybody wants to see football being played. You know, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's not... You know, tactically boring. It's, you know, we want to go and win every single game, and he's he sets us up informations and you know different tactical ways to go and win a football game, not just play the one goal, but to play free flowing football, fast attacking, counter attacking at times. And you know, I don't see the club going too far away from that with the next manager that's brought in. You know, we've we've done so well to get to this point, and with the players that we have and the style that we play, and you know, you just hope that the next person to come in just continues that on and carries on what we've built up so far and you know, hopefully bring some more success to the club. From a personal point of view, what will be kind of the thing that you remember the most about playing under him? Yeah, it just demands really of, of how he wants to play and, you know, demands on training every day. You know, I've been around managers that, you know, are totally different to Tata. You come in and you can just play little games, but everything that Tata does is geared towards a match day. So each week there's new sessions, you know, we did the same sessions twice. It's it's physically demanding, it's mentally challenging, which I find really good because, you know, you, you can't afford that lapse in concentration and training or in a game where you need to kind of like, you know, be switched on totally for the whole game and the whole session. And, you know, it's enjoyable to have, you know, a world-class manager like him come in and give you his ideas on how he thinks football should be played compared to other people. But, you know, yeah. Uh, it's just an enjoyable experience and hopefully you know, we, we can reward him and reward the club and the fans with some silverware coming the end of the season. When your signing was announced, Martino hadn't been announced mm -hmm. as manager, so you were coming into a club and you didn't know who was going to be your coach. Did that worry you at all? How does that impact a player? Because I'm sure at Lenny United it's going to have more signings coming down the pipe that may be announced before a manager is announced. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult kind of situation sometimes when you 
you're brought in you don't really know where you're going to spend I mean you could be brought in first and the club want you but the manager comes in and has his own kind of ideas on who he wants bringing in and what kind of player he wants to fit his system and shape but you know it was at the time it was just a, a new challenge a new experience for me that I was excited to take up and you know I knew I was signing without a manager but that's purely down to you to to adapt to the new manager coming in to adapt to how he wants to play and probably did take me a while to adapt to that and get used to playing in a different you know a different style of football and different way of playing football compared to the English game but you know as I said it's it's been nothing but enjoyable for me and you know I settled in over here I'm enjoying it here and you know it's fantastic to get to work with such a good coach and you know obviously see his ideas day to day and you know, as I said it's it'll be a it'll be um, fantastic if we can sign off on a positive note for him but not only for him but for the amount of hours of work we put in on a daily basis and you know throughout the season how hard we've worked it'll be uh, it'll be fantastic to you know bring home some silver. As far as the team's mentality this week, and I think you've said in the past that you've played in promotion playoff type games. Um, is the mentality this week kind of is it that similar kind of level with what's at stake? Yeah, we all know there's a lot at stake. We know that you know this is like a real high pressure game. But the one thing you can't lose sight of is that you need to play the game, not the occasion. I think maybe in New York we got caught up in the whole occasion of it being such a big game. We need to win this. We can't lose this. You know, things went wrong, it went wrong, but you know, if there is a message, it's just play the play the game, it's another game. Don't play the occasion because you play the occasion you can get caught up in everything and you know, maybe your your feelings can spill over and you get kind of emotional in the game or frustrated in the game and all week going into the Chicago game thought that I was saying, you know, you only need one goal. Not to concede just score one goal, whether it be the first minute or the nineteenth minute, that's all we need and you know, we gotta keep patient and you know know what we're good at doing and try to work them openings and you know hopefully take the win. So you guys haven't beaten Toronto, they haven't beaten you guys, you guys keep tying 2-2. Two, two. Um, I know you guys are all aware of that. Um, almost bizarre, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a league, in a two seasons that every every score ends 2-2. Two, two. How are you guys even approaching that? Do you guys talk about it? No, it's just, kind of it's just one of them funny things that, you know, we've had the opportunity twice at home and, you know, they've scored late on the game at home the year before that it was you know as I said you think I got that bit of quality in the game he scored a fantastic free kick that night and he's been unlucky we've had chances um, in the home games and in the away games where he took the lead up there as well to, to go and kill the game off maybe we just need to be as I said more patient in certain, in certain parts of the game when we're on top in certain spells maybe take that extra pass and be more clinical when we have the opportunities to go and score and um, but ultimately it's down to us. We have it all to play for. You know, we're champion at the bit to get out there and to, to get the win to bring home the bring home the shield. But um won't be an easy game, but I feel like we've got a lot to play for and you know, if we set out right and start quick, hopefully we can uh, you know, get the win over them this time. Have you, guys last, talked, last two. have you guys talked about the <laughs> what the weather's gonna be like when you play there? Because it's gonna be like this apparently, but colder. Yeah, uh, I mean your kind of weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all know what it's gonna be. What the weather's gonna be like. I mean, does it impact? I guess does it impact? Uh, you know, that kind of what you guys you want to do. take those part and parcel of what, you, what you're gonna get when you go up there. I don't think you can worry too much about the weather at the end of the day. You're gonna have to play the game, whether it's hell, rain, or whatever. You know, it's, it's gotta be played, and you know, we just gotta focus on, as I said, what we need to do. We need to go there and win. At the end of the day. 
that's all we're going to go there and try to do forget about everything else that, that, that could affect what happens but as I said so long as we get that goal however many goals we need to score as long as you come back with that shield that's all I'm asking that's what Susan Greg talked about having the chemistry last year we have with Emil on the left hand side a lot of them as always I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC I hope you'll follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast on iTunes Southern Fried Soccer I hope you'll rate it I hope you'll tell your friends about it please I hope you'll subscribe to the Atlanta General Constitution my employer and who pays for me to travel to every Atlanta United game, training camp, draft. I'm the only Atlanta media that does this. I know that you appreciate it based upon your comments, based upon your feedback, and I appreciate you taking the time to share that with me. Uh, I hope you have a good day. I'll be in Toronto on Sunday for that pivotal game with lots of stories coming out of that. Thank you very much. Be safe and have a good day. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.